Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast hosted by myself, Dr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-strolling Louis Fox. That's right. I love a good uh, jaunt. I was going to use jaunt, actually. But <laughs> sometimes, you know, we'll start these introductions and I'll use words that I've already used because we've done 170 episodes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm running out of words, man. <laughs> There's only so many words in the English language. <laughs> well, that describe you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to step up my game. Your I mean, I did, drop game? Out of, I did drop out of high school, so I mean, you the go. fact that I've been able to come up with 170 words, I think, is relatively impressive. Yeah, did you come up those out of your head, or did you just type in a list of adjectives for Louis? All in my head, Louis Fox. <laughs> All in my head. You wait. You can Google. There's a thesaurus website. Yeah. What? It's thesaurus. I know you expect dinosaurs. No one told me, Louie. Where was this when I would have graduated high school if Google was around? I know you would have been that 14 year old that graduated Harvard if Google. Was yeah, around. I would have been like Doogie Howser, straight up, man. Yeah. If I had Google and like a computer or even a calculator. I think if I had a calculator instead of like you know those old things that you have to slide to the in abacus. Yes. Look at me I, crushing it with words today. I actually knew that word. I was just going to see mm-hmm. if it led to a joke or not. But mm-hmm. So, anyways, what is where, how does that even work? Have you ever used an abacus? Because it seems like something that you would find at, like, a lobby at a doctor's office. It's, it's always in, like, the kid's dentist. And, like, yeah. kids are supposed to play with this. <laughs> yeah, you just sort by groups of ten is all it does. Ah, okay. Yep. And it goes up. So you go like one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, six, ten, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Don't matter. We don't use <laughs> those in Asian countries. They uh, use six to count ten. Exactly. And then you slide those back over and move one from the next row. Oh, nice. Thank yep. you, Louie. You're welcome. And that was sponsored by Mathematicians of the United States. Dot org. <laughs> so what's up, dude? You are in Wisconsin? I'm in Minnesota? Indiana Indiana right now. So oh, yesterday man. I was in Chicago, and oh. there's a famous magic store called Magic Inc. that every mm. time I've been in Chicago, it's closed. So I go in there, and I'm looking around. I'm like, meh. And then I see they have a trick I invented for sale there. Uh-huh. So I, I look at it, and I go to take, I take a picture of it, and the guy comes over, and he's like, that's a great trick, and he starts selling me on my own trick. <laughs> my picture, I mean, it's a drawing of me, is on the front of this thing. So that's it was, funny. You're, yeah. are you, you're one of those guys that, like, you know, finds the movie that you're in and, like, goes and tells people, like, hey, I like that movie that, you know. <laughs> the guy was telling me, though. <laughs> You're like, find your magic. You're like, tell me about this trick. And the guy's like, How... honestly, it's garbage. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, the guy who invented it, completely worthless. He comes into magic shops and <laughs> tries to make you sell it to him. Uh, so did you tell him you invented it? How did yeah. that? And what did he say? I let, I let he him bow s- down instantly. Oh, no. He's, it's weird when pe- people who, who are aware of this trick, they always say congratulations as if, like, I summited a hill. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is weird. They're not well, like, hey, that's great. They're like, congratulations. I'm well, like, congratulations on that you made something that is good that people want and he can sell all the shit out of. Yeah, but then you say congratulations when, like, 
someone has a baby and, you know, sometimes they don't want it and the kid's yeah, an a-hole. I say congratulations to Erica when she wins in an argument. So, <laughs> you just get up in the morning, you go, congratulations. She's like, what congratulations. for? Congratulations. You're like, you'll find out later. For all the times you're going to be right today <laughs> and I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> That's essentially it. So what have you been up to? Uh, not much, man. I've been stressing, you know, got, you're not here to do these zoom shows. I still am doing zoom shows, Louie. Well, that's, that's so 2020. I know. And, uh, you know, I'm, they just, they don't go well without you here, man. And, uh, so it's an ongoing stress, but mm. I finally have some money in my hands and instantly has to go to all the credit card debt slipping I, through your I, fingers I, I racked up yeah. <laughs> during 2020 <laughs> uh so yeah no things are good man you know we have a little bit of smoke down here uh, from all the fires and yeah so it makes for like the sun to like look blood red and yeah ominous it and looks like the like, blood of your enemies it looks like a, the apocalypse is near yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's always exciting. I always like the sort of looming threat of an apocalypse. <laughs> Who doesn't? It keeps them keeps the days interesting. <laughs> All right, Louis, let's get some stories, man. Yep. The story comes from thehill.com. That's a news source more reliable than a house of cards in a windstorm. You don't think you can uh, get a house of cards? Maybe some glue or something? Some epoxy? <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a resin house then at that point with a cardboard filler. <laughs> There's still cards. You can't doctor up the cards. No. Don't you do that in magic? You got some doctored up cards, some sandpaper, some... High and lows, some <laughs> some high and lows. I don't you know. just play some different frequencies. <laughs> Stuff happens. All right, story goes: Massachusetts driver avoids squirrel, crashes into historic home built by Abraham Lincoln's ancestor. I like how who built the house is important. It's not Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, it's. It, I don't like the word ancestor either. It's like this house was built by George Washington's great great second cousin by marriage. It's like yeah, is that really a hist. I mean, I guess it's a historic home because it was built a long time ago. But it was says later in the story that it was the great grandfather of Abraham Lincoln. I mean, if you're if you believe in creationism, aren't we all related? Yeah, we were. Uh, the house I live in was built by one of the descendants of Adam and Eve. <laughs> the house I built was designed by someone who was sculpted in God's image. <laughs> a teenage driver in Massachusetts last week swerved to avoid hitting a squirrel before crashing into a historic home built by an ancestor of President Abraham Lincoln, according to authorities. And at the same time, an insurance agent got his wings. And uh, a promotion. Do you, th do you think you... it pays out less or more if it's a historic home? Um, I think it pays out, well, I think the ins insurance agent is jacking up their rates so high. They're like, he didn't just run into a house. He ran into Abraham Lincoln's great-great-granduncle's yeah. nephew's house. You just can't get the free labor that you got back then to repair it. <laughs> That's the thing. Was it actually built by him or just uh, built by his, uh, you know... 
people. Yeah, well, it says it was built by him. Officers were called to the Samuel Lincoln Cottage at 182 North Street in Hingman around 6.35 a.m. in the morning. Hingham Police Department said the cottage was constructed in 1650 when Hingham was first settled, the Boston Globe reported. I don't think he built it himself. Look, it's got some sweet shingles. It's got electricity. I think this place is more modern than we Running think. water. Yeah. I mean, it does look a little like, you know, it does look like a historic home. The door looks like it's like a you know, a gate to your backyard. Yeah, I mean, you can see the, the shoddy 1650 craftsmanship with a hole in the wall where a car is. Yeah, absolutely. Police said the 19-year-old driver was in the 2014 Audi Q7 when she served... Served? It should be swerved. When she swerved to avoid hitting the squirrel in the road and drove off the right side of the road over the sidewalk and into the front of the house. You know, that's what I say whenever I'm out drunk driving. I'm like, there was a squirrel officer. Yeah, well, and if you the picture of the car inside of the house... Uh, the road they travel a pretty far distance to get to the house yeah right? i mean it looks like there might have been something going on either intoxication they were i bet they were texting. texting and driving because like to swerve go over that curb over all of this grass the sidewalk and hit the house i mean you would have to be and it's an audi Q7, that should have, like, lane avoidance, lane drifting systems. You have squirrel avoidance cameras. It should yeah. have everything. A house avoiding camera, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the big one. Half of the vehicle ended up inside the cottage. Residents who were inside the cottage at the time were not injured. The driver was issued a citation for failing to stay in marked lanes, police say. I like how that's the only thing that's, like, not, like, driving into a house is, like... It apparently is not illegal, but uh, I would think, yeah, like they would be served with like reckless driving, at least like a bad review on Uber, right? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be the best Uber ride ever. <laughs> we save good news. The squirrel lived. Bad news. <laughs> we, we ruined Abraham Lincoln's uncle's house. Photos were released by police and firefighters that captured the damage. The car was found lodged in what appeared to be the cottage's living room, and they went like in, like deep into the yeah. house. Um, I wonder if they like, you know, smashed some sort of like Abraham Lincoln, uh, but it doesn't sound like it, it's owned by the Sounds family. like someone just lives there. Yeah. The homeowner said they were still asleep in their upstairs bedroom at the time of the incident. According to Zanger news, they will repair the cottage and hire a team of specialists to fix a sign that was knocked off in the crash. So they also went through a sign. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't I wonder what I the sign said. Do not drive into here. <laughs> Warning, house right here. <laughs> the vehicle was removed from the cottage and North Street was reopened around 10 a.m. Police said Samuel Lincoln was Abraham Lincoln's great-grandfather. The cottage was located down the street from the Samuel Lincoln house, which was also built by relatives of the president, the Boston Globe reported. So well, hang I on. Know- I'm confused now. So, the, oh, this is the cottage. He had a house further up the road. This was I like- think he just built it. Right? That's all it says. It just says he built it. It didn't say uh, he lived there. It didn't say it was like, was he a carpenter or something? I like I don't know. Yeah. It's a little weird, but I always actually worry about this because I am a big animal avoider on the road. Right? Like, what do you do when there's oncoming traffic and you're going fast and an animal like jumps out of the way? What do you do, right? Yeah. Um, well, here's what you do. You drive into Abraham Lincoln's grandfather's house. <laughs> I mean, that's in the driver's manual. Yeah, right? To save a squirrel or deer's life, wreck 
all things at all costs. <laughs> I mean, essentially, but, right? I mean, it would have been this would have been the best if they weren't driving an Audi, but they were driving a Lincoln. Yeah, there you go. Nice, Louie. Nice. <laughs> I feel like I'm just taking it home. <laughs> what do you What do you say when you wake up in the morning and there's a car in your living room? Like, like, what do you say to the person? Obviously, you're pissed, but you know, are you're you like, all right? Knock like, before you come in. Yeah. Like, you know, do you check to see if they're okay? Do you immediately start yelling at them? Like, what do you, what would you do? Uh, personally, I'd make a cup of coffee and then, uh, get in the passenger seat, turn on the radio, (laughs) turn on some tunes. I mean, I turn on, turn on the AC. I'm like, it's hot in here. (laughs) Ah, I, uh, I would guess I would check to, I would probably be pissed. I'd probably yell at the person. Yeah. You'd go out and comfort the squirrel that's got some PTSD now. (laughs) <laughs> the squirrel dies of a heart attack from all the commotion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, I like it. Yep. story part two this story comes from sfgate.com that's a news source more reliable than the princess in super mario brothers being in the first castle yeah i mean the level can't be over until you save the princess and Can how you... many times do you have to save that goddamn princess man like 83 times Jeez. it was always like hey thanks for saving me but the the lady it... you wants over there yeah it's like i did all this work and then you still get taken by that koopa monster yeah it's bowser Bowser or whatever. What's the Koopa monster? The Koopa's a little got a little um, turtle, I think. Oh, gotcha. And they love cookies. Yeah, they love cookies. What I would have done though is just gone looked at surveyed the area and be like, "That's the giant castle. That's where the princess is." Right. I'm just gonna skip the first six levels <laughs> straight cool. to princess. Yeah. God damn it, Toadstool. <laughs> you fooled me again. Unopened. Okay, so unopened Super Mario 64 game from 1996 sells for $1.56 million. So you can get this exact same game on eBay for like 56 cents. Yeah, but this is brand new, never opened, Louie. How, how do you know that? How do you know it just wasn't some idiot like heat sealed it? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, and to me, it's like buying an unopened box of crackers. It's like, what exactly is the value of that? I mean, I get like buying art that is that much money. Yeah, because you can see it; it's beautiful. Like you get to hang it on your wall. But you like, could hang this video game cartridge on your wall. Sure you could, right? An unopened copy of Nintendo Super Mario 64 has sold at auction for $1.56 million. Heritage Auctions in Dallas said that the 1996 game sold Sunday, breaking its previous record price for the sale of a single video game. I like how Heritage Auctions sounds like they're selling fine art, but they're just selling Super Mario cartridges. (laughs) A spokesman did not immediately respond to an inquiry about who purchased the game. Yeah, because... Yeah, because everyone wants to know who bought this game. Who has that much money to spend? Yeah. It would be hilarious if they made them pay in gold coins. (laughs) And and turtle shells. (laughs) 
Super Mario 64 was the best-selling game on the Nintendo 64 and the first to feature the Mario character in 3D, the auction house said in a statement. Why is that such a big deal? Like, oh, Mario's in 3D. He can spin around now. Sweet. Well, was the, was the 64 after the Super Nintendo? So it went Nintendo, Super Nintendo, then the Nintendo 64. Yes. Is that how it went? When yeah, was the, I... When was the GameCube? Uh, <laughs> the GameCube never happened. Wasn't that a Nintendo thing? I don't yeah, know. I think the GameCube was way later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So would it, that's would when, it like an original Mario game in its box be worth more than that one? Maybe there are none. Oh. Well, going back to what you said earlier, we should do that and heat seal it up. And Yeah, because here's the thing. How can they, like, how can they grade it? Well, they do. They grade it. This particular uh, game is in its box, and then it's in another plastic box, which has been graded by uh, WADA, which is a certification agency. And they yeah. grade it on its how if it's damaged, if it's legit. And you can do that. Like I've done that with baseball cards, where you send it off, and then they give it a grade. Mm-hmm. If it's a higher grade, it's more valuable. They're like this baseball card never made it out of middle school. Yeah, pretty much. It's like twenty five bucks a card to get them, so it's like you better your card better be worth more than twenty five bucks. <laughs> I wonder Just, how often they get like some someone's baseball card collection where they're like, "This is worth money," and they're you know someone's sending like twenty five hundred bucks to get them graded, and they're like, "These are all worth seventeen dollars." You're like, yeah, "What? I lost yeah. eight dollars on every card." Totally. I'm sure it happens all the time. Yeah. The sale follows an unopened copy of Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda selling at auction Friday for $870,000. Valerie McLecky, Heritage's video game specialist, said the auction house was shocked to see a game sell for more than $1 million two days after the Zelda game broke its past record. Apparently, Valerie's not a very good expert if she was surprised at how much money these video games are selling for. <laughs> Um, in April, the auction house sold an unopened copy of Nintendo's Super Mario Brothers that was bought in 1986 and forgotten about in a desk drawer for $660,000. It's just crazy to think that we were sitting on gold. Who bought a copy of Super Mario Brothers? That came free with the Nintendo. Correct. But it came in a box still. It came in the box with the duck hunt on it. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, so this one was Remember, bought. like Super Mario Brothers slash duck hunt? That was a little bit later where they had the two and the one. Originally, it was two cartridges. No! Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was all in one. No, that was like... The a... first Nintendo we ever got, it, it was on one game. So maybe we got it later. You got a super classy one is what you got. I wish we had the, the Baker family money to get two cartridges on one cartridge. Yeah, We're... yeah. You know, that, uh, that high school teacher money, really, <laughs> with all the shit that I had, man. You're not going to believe what I had. <laughs> you had, you had uh, you, did you hang on? Was your gun the red gun or the gold gun for Duck Hunt? We had the red gun. It was gray and red. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. You're not too bougie. Yeah, we did borrow the Power Glove for a while, which was quite exciting. Well, do you remember the movie that put out the Power Glove? Oh, it, yeah. It was uh, with Fred Savage where he's oh, like yeah. going to a video. And that was the movie that launched Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. No, it's the movie that launched Super Mario 3, Louie. No, it also launched Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. No, the guy Mike puts Tyson's on... Punch-Out was already out. No, the guy puts on the power glove and plays Mike Tyson, and he's punching. The game had already been out, Louie. No. Come on. 
No, that movie launched so many games. It launched. It launched. Halo Mike Tyson. Six. <laughs> it launched <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. It did. In the background, it's like it's like the old Simpsons episodes predicting it the future. It launched The Purge. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly uh, I, I correct. Drives me, what drives me crazy is like if we had foresight, right? Like we were sitting on millions of dollars as kids, like with all this retro stuff. Yes. But and that's the thing is what's worth money is stuff that was never designed to be collected. Yeah. That's the stuff that's worth money. Yes. Yeah. So, I and mean, that's I've why, got... you know, Erica's like, why do you hoard so, so much stuff? I'm like, who knows? This is, could be worth $3 million. Yeah. 50 years. She, she, she's like, but, but that is an open Super Mario Brothers, which is currently worth 64 cents. <laughs> All right. Uh, She's what like, do you think why, why, do you, why do you hoard this stuff? You're like, that's my hair from my haircut. <laughs> oh, that is true. I have this right, that right here. Actually, <laughs> you're, you're gonna make a. You should, you should take it to yeah. New Orleans and have a voodoo doll made. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, yeah. what do you think, Louis? What do you think about this? I like that that they're apparently we're America's doing really well if we can spend a hundred or you know almost two million dollars on a uh, video game. It's kind of sad if you think about it, right? Just like the shit that people... I mean, I have a ton of shit around here that it's like... And I don't have a lot of money. And I mm-hmm. just... The amount of art and stuff that I have spent my money on. But when you have that sort of money, how come you're not donating it to people that need it, man? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, think I, of, anyways, think... it's, a, it's a cool story. Yes, it is. I like it. That's it for today, folks. Want to thank you so much for listening and for your time. If you want to support us, you can give us a five-star review. You can subscribe or you can pass on one of our better podcasts onto your social site or tell your friends about it. That would help us out quite a bit. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it would. (laughs) Also, you can support us by contributing to our Patreon. That's right. Go to theoddandoffbeat.com, hit the Patreon link, and for as little as a few bucks a month, you can help keep this ship afloat. Absolutely. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? This week, you can catch me on the 12th uh, at the Eye Doctor. You can watch uh, him wrestle me trying to put drops into my eyeballs. Then from the 14th to the 21st, you can check me out at the at Montana Fair in Billings, Montana. Super nice. exciting. Where Have can they get you? Bi- you've been to Billings before? I've been to Billings. Yeah. yeah. Who hasn't been to Billings? I, uh, many people. Yeah, clearly you haven't. You're just paying all your Billings now. <laughs> nice, Louie. We'll cut that one out. <laughs> where, where can they catch you? Uh, I will be at the Jerome County Fair in Idaho, which Ooh. is like, it's in between Boise and Twin Falls. Okay. Uh, it's kind of, it's like right where um, Evil Knievel tried to jump the Snake River Canyon. And this is where Matt's career tries to make a comeback. <laughs> yes. Over the Snake River Canyon. <laughs> I will be there from the 10th to the 14th, and then I am undecided on what I will be doing after that. But I do have another virtual show on the 17th, if you guys want to tune in. I'm going to hopefully tank this virtual show today that you I'm say, doing. Did you, was that a Freudian slip? You said tank? Yeah. 
I'm hopefully going to suck it up today. Yeah, yeah I'm going to tank the show so that uh, maybe I can, they'll allow me to do a pre-recorded show on the 17th. So nice. that's, uh, that's what my plan is. Uh, other than that, not too much. You can find both of us, louisfox.com and comedystuntshow.com. And, of course, our website, oddandoffbeat.com, where yep. you can find all the old episodes, old memes, all that sort of cool stuff. And you can send us a message also at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We want to thank you so much for listening, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird. <laughs>